Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Fire and Soul podcast, where we take inspired action from an awakened, aligned soul. Today's conversation with Leah Woodford is going to be amazing. Have to tell you about a couple of things though before we dive in. Number one, today is Monday, the 21st, and I've got an open house for my mastery mastermind coming up on Wednesday, the 23rd. So that's two days from now at 5 p.m. Pacific. The Zoom link, because it's free and all you have to do is just grab the Zoom link and meet us there. So no need to give me an email. There's no strings attached. This is a straight up Wonderful offer from us. I'm just saying it's wonderful because we plan on delivering content. So we're going to cover the fundamental theme for what makes our mastermind so magical and why the attrition rate (laughs) is about 80% and why it just continues to grow and expand organically. We've never spent a dollar on an ad. So the Mastery Mastermind is my, it's basically my home tribe. I mean, this is my family and there's six continents represented in this mastermind. We do 90 day modules. And this is a glimpse into the magic, the power, and the transformation possible for you. So you'll come in, you'll get a sense of our style, mine and my co-lead master coach, Michael Nitty. He's been a top coach for Tony Robbins for several decades, and he's just a wonderful balance to my strong female. So our polarity is great, and we have, a, we have an amazing tribe that we're very honored and privileged to get to lead. And uh, it's a journey. And um, we'd love to invite you in to get a taste. So if you're interested, head on over to fireandsoulpodcast.com and you'll see in the show resources under the notes of this podcast, the link there to join that open house call. The other thing that I want to talk to you about is a skincare company that's basically changed my life. Listen, I'm not totally into everything organic and completely clean and sustainable and all that stuff. But when it comes to skincare, this is a really big deal because let's face it, our skin is the largest organ on our body. So whatever we put onto our skin is absorbed into our system. But I hadn't found a natural skincare company that's actually equally effective as it is great in ingredients until I came across AO Skincare. Now, AO is a pristine new newer skincare line out of New Zealand that really is challenging the way that people think about their skincare. And several of you, in fact, many of you have already picked it up based on the link that I offer also in the show resources at fireandsoulpodcast.com. You can grab some skincare and try it out and you get 20% off on many of the bundles and offerings on the website. 
But Ayo believes that most skincare is doing more harm than good. So the founder, Harvard Derm, Dr. Mark Gray, whom I've, I've gotten to know, him and the CEO, James, I just love these dudes. And I've had a chance to work with them very intimately as they were launching onto a shopping network. And I fell in love with the brand and the core message, message and the mission and the reasons why they started the skincare line. And here's what it is. So Mark, Dr. Gray, was treating many, many, many patients in his many, many clinics, his uh, derm clinics throughout New Zealand. I think he has like 25 clinics. So he's wildly successful, but he's deeply ethical because he was seeing that like most of his patients were coming in and experiencing the same underlying issue. Their moisturizers were actually causing more harm than good. And the side effects were rashes or plateau in skin's improvement and all these other things that you and I probably experience on a daily right? It's like if your skincare regime is hit a plateau, or if you've gotten more conscious about what you put on your skin, then you definitely want to give this a shot. Because the biggest culprit in like the bad, harmful things for our skin has been moisturizers. This is what Dr. Gray has found anyway. So what skincare products typically do is strip away your natural skin oils, and they're actually called lipids, with soap-based cleansers and moisturizers and things like that that have synthetic oils, petrochemical-based oils, or vegetable oils directly onto the skin. Now, this takes a toll on our skin's barrier, and especially over time. And the barrier is vital to protecting us from the sun, pollution, and other environmental stresses that are constantly attacking your skin. Well, AO has found the absolute solution to that. And get this, if you haven't heard me say this yet, you're going to love it. Not only is it EWG verified and Leaping Bunny and PETA certified, it's sustainable and eco-friendly, but in clinical trials, which means they're measured and quantifiable, 100% of people had an increase in inelasticity and 100% of people had a reduction in their skin roughness. So I want you to think about that. Your skin smooths out and the elasticity begins to expand again. So your skin feels like you've literally reversed backwards. I want you to imagine what it could be like in 30 days from now if you tried the skincare and what you could look like throughout the holidays. That's available for you. And it's total liberation from the crap that you're probably putting on your skin if you're anything like I was just a couple of months ago. So go check it out, fireandsoulpodcast.com. There's a website and a link to get 20% off on them. Thank you, AO. We love you. Okay, now we dive into today's topic with Leah Woodford. And this is such an epic conversation, you guys. Leah is a TV and radio personality, an entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, and an author. And she really has at the fundamental core of her mission is to lead, share, and empower. She's got all kinds of things going on. And I, and what I mean by that is three different shows on Amazon Prime, two different magazines, this really cool summit called the Smart Femme Summit that's coming up in April, which I'm also going to put a link up on the show resources at fireandsoulpodcast.com so that you can check out the lineup of speakers and a little bit of the agenda. I'm going to be speaking. Patty Aubrey is going to be speaking, who's the billion-dollar brand builder and business partner to Jack Canfield uh, coming up on this podcast as well. There's a lot of cool things happening. But when you hear Leah's story, this is so awesome, you guys, because wherever you are on your journey, imagine completely reinventing not only your business, but your life and your physicality at 48 and 49 years old. We're talking career, marriage, and what your face looks like. Now imagine if your face, half of it, completely basically fell off due to cancer and chemo. 
and you were an on-air personality, what that could do to your mindset. Well, Leah persevered with a mission on her heart and an intention that was unstoppable. And she shares about that here. And this conversation is so cool. She's like in a hotel room in the middle of a conference here in LA. And she took the time to share with you a part of her story and really give you valuable nuggets that you can immediately apply to your life and be deeply inspired by because I don't care what your background is, what your issues are, and what your limiting beliefs and stories have been that make you think that you can't do it or have it all. Find great love in your 50s, completely reinvent yourself and get after the impact on your soul. That's what this conversation is. You're going to love it. This is so you guys. So get ready to enjoy an amazing conversation that I'm deeply honored to bring to you with today's guest, Leah Woodford. Without further ado, please enjoy. I am so excited to have you in the house. Welcome, Leah Woodford. It's a thrill to have you here. Oh, I am thrilled to be here, Michelle. (laughs) And by here, where are you right now? I am actually at the Sheridan Gateway because I'm at the Vid Summit 2019. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm probably the oldest person here, but I Oh, highly doubtful. (laughs) Um, and, And for those of my listeners who aren't familiar with the Vid Summit, what isn't and why did you feel compelled to attend? Well, first of all, being a television producer and producing an Amazon, actually three Amazon Prime shows, I still know that you know, YouTube is where it's at. I am still not where I need to be on YouTube. So I thought, you know what, it's time to, it's time to get uncomfortable and go back to class and learn from the experts. That's way cool. Believe me, if I had an opening in my schedule or knew about it far enough in advance, I would have been there because I do know that there's still plenty of time to make a real mark on YouTube. In fact, just two weeks ago, I had a huge YouTuber on the show by the name of Sean Cannell. Are you familiar with him? Oh, yep. I He's am there. He's got millions of followers, a huge channel. I should connect the two of you. Let me make a note to do that. Um, Ooh, later. I would love that. <laughs> yes. You know, and I love what he said, and I'm sure you would agree, which is if you're thinking it's too late, YouTube's been around, you know, it'd be so difficult to build, you know, a following. Every category is already overly saturated. He says, oh no, we haven't even gotten started. Do you agree? I I do agree. And the thing is, it's changing all the time. You know, marketing is such a moving target. The minute you figure it out, it changes again. And let's just, you know, let's just be honest. Google owns YouTube and they have the keys to the kingdom. It's so true. There's so many shifts and it's so wonderful to stay open and adaptive. I want to catch up though on something that you mentioned earlier in case my listeners aren't aware. You mentioned three shows on Amazon Prime. I knew of one, but what are the three? I have Smart Femme TV, which is celebrities. I have Smart Femme and Friends, which is what I want to get you on, which is really kind of a business show, kind of a trend show. And it's just kind of everything cool. And then I have Between the Lines for authors and speakers. And I'm about to change that name though, but I have three shows. I don't know yet. Amazon's kind of picky. They said, we're in the book business, so we don't want it to be so authory. So I'm, mm. I'm working on that right now. Interesting. Wait, so they said we're in the book business. We don't want it to be so authory? Yeah, because it, they, don't want, they don't want it to look like I'm pitching. I see. Oh, well, you're making such an impact. For those of my few followers who don't know who you are because you've made such a splash um, around the world, I want to just piggyback or sort of back up on where you started 
briefly, and then we'll, we'll chat about where you are now and where you're headed because things do change so much and you're always in the mix of it, which is so inspiring. And then we'll catch everyone up on how we met. But first I want to hear, because, okay, wait, real quickly. I just corrected myself. I met you at Jake Valentine's Summit here in Los Angeles in January of this year. You are one of the speakers and I was so inspired by Mm -hmm. your story and your presence. Not only are you beautiful on the outside, but you are so beautiful and radiant from the inside. And you had such a passionate story to tell. Is there a way to distill that down to like five minutes? (laughs) Because I want my listeners to know the gravity of all that you've been through and why you are on this show, which is all about taking inspired actioning because of an awakening on your soul, which is deeply inspirational. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I was a television personality for a while uh, and I wrote dating and relationship columns. Fast forward 2009, my daughter was a freshman in college and asked me to create something that would educate, empower, and inspire women. So I started the Smart Femme magazine, smartfemme.com. And then, of course, YouTube was acquired by Google. So I knew I would have to go back to school. But interestingly enough, I was building Smart Femme, and then my then ex-husband was in a motorcycle accident. And I had to take 16 months off for rehab because he was in a coma and there were four types of rehab. So I had to put my whole business on hold. And we finally got him, you know, after 16 months of everything from learning to walk, talk, brush your teeth, you know, talk again and walk again. We finally got him back to work. It took 10 neurosurgeons to sign off. And then I was diagnosed with a rare form of skin cancer called lentigo maligna. And it was on the right side of my face and it had started to metastasize. So they took the whole right side of my face off. And it was, it was 12 surgeons five surgeries, putting me back together again. And after my third surgery, my husband filed for divorce. Oh my gosh. The man that you nursed back to life took 16 months. Yes. And you have to remember, I hadn't been working. I hadn't been working for 16 months and my career was in television, you know, as a media personality. So, you know, I had nothing to fall back on and I was going through my savings and uh, I had made this promise to my daughter to create something that would educate, inspire and empower women. So my business partner, Paul Woodford, who was living in New York at the time, flew me out to New York and said, you know, you made a promise to your daughter. And he said, we're going to do this because my ex-wife is preaching the man's the plan to my 13-year-old. And he goes, I think your message is really, really important. So the man is the plan. Yes. And the man is, that is not the plan. (laughs) Oh my God. A few years back, not so much now as I'm in my mid forties, but a few years back, I had women in my life that said, my business plan for such and such year is to marry rich. I mean, this was like serious stuff, right? And none of those people are in my life anymore, but it's so fascinating. This, this is what we're taught societally. I, you know, it, it really is. And it's, it's sad, yeah. you know, and I, ironically, before I married, I had been self-employed, but I had been gainfully employed. I was a single mom. You know, my daycare was more than my mortgage and car payment. So I had to make it work, You did, you know, and I did. And then I got married and then 
you know, I finally got to do broadcasting, which is what I studied. And I was so excited and it was kind of fun. I was, I was a dating relationship columnist and TV correspondent. So it was no stress. It wasn't like sales, you know, I mean, it was, it was just fun. But my daughter called me on it and said, you know what? That's not congruent with the way you raised me. You told me the man's not the plan and you need to create something because I'm in school and I am committed to my education, but most of the girls I go to school with have no idea what they want to do, but they can describe every single second of their wedding day. And I knew she was 100% right. Oh my God, totally. And that's I mean, thanks to Disney and Cinderella. And if you just find that golden slipper, right, then you'll be fine in life. Right? You'll be worthy. And, right? I mean, think about it. Yes to the dress. I mean, totally. This is 2019, and we're still perpetuating the Cinderella syndrome. <laughs> so true. So when you heard your business partner, which, by the way, I heard that last name, did something shift between the two of you? It did, but not immediately. That was in, in 2011. We started dating in 2012, and I married him in 2014. That's cool. So you found I mean, love again. You know, you got to love a guy who loves you when you don't have a face. So Leah, when I look at you now, and this is not a video podcast, but I'm saving all of them because Lord knows I'm going to have a YouTube podcast as well. (laughs) Yes, you are. When I get my act together and I have a whole team for just that. And so I'm grateful that you've come on video spontaneously today. But when I look at you and my listeners ultimately will see you, you're so beautiful. It's hard to imagine that at one point, half of your face wasn't there what was that process like? Oh my gosh. Well, it was a couple of different processes. I was 49 years old mm. and you know, all of a sudden I didn't have a fit. First of all, you're 49 years old. We already knew that I had an expiration date. You know, men and society and media put an expiration date on women for so long. And then all of a sudden I didn't have a face and I'm in the media. So, oh my God. So it was, and then your husband files for divorce what do you do? You know, of course you're just, it was, it was the most awful time in my life. And that promise to my daughter is what kept me going. How old was she at the time? She was a freshman at NAU. She was, she was 18. Okay. So really impressionable time, important for you to follow through with your word. But so you're, I mean, to be 49 and how, what do you do now? How do you reinvent yourself? And you don't have a partner who's left you, which sounds like you thought that was a gift in Mm -hmm. hindsight? Yeah. um, When I wrote my book, I was still a little bit angry, (laughs) you know, about being hit with divorce papers and everything at the worst time. Paul read that chapter and he made me look at it through his, you know, through a different lens. He says, you know, it took him 16 months to come back and he had to learn everything. Maybe there wasn't anything left for you. It wasn't about you. It was about him. And I'm just going, oh my God, you know, what a gift that was. I mean, the anger was just gone Mm. and I had to rewrite that chapter. (laughs) With compassion and empathy and understanding. Yes. And you know what? He he wasn't a bad guy. You know, Mm. this, he was just the wrong guy. (laughs) Yes. Well, you had your chapter. You know, sometimes it really is a season and we can be grateful and move forward into the next season. But you're in a new season at this point, 49, not employed, built your business that was your dream to be in broadcasting. 
and mm-hmm. had fun doing it, loved doing it, getting to connect people in love for lots of positive, I'm sure, intentional reasons. Yes. But now you're faced with, pun intended, a blank slate. What did you have to dig up upon yourself to find the courage and the perseverance to move through that phase? It was tough. I had a loaded Glock 23 in my closet. I'm going to be really, you know, I was, it was really hard for me. You know, women are judged by our mm-hmm. appearance and mm-hmm. getting on that plane. I wanted to be the invisible woman. I mean, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a small, I remember this cute little girl. She's probably about six pointing at me and just saying, look, mommy, there's a monster lady. Oh, geez. And I just, you know, I just, what do you say? You know, you know, children are so honest, you know, I just, I, again, I made a promise to my daughter. So I just did, you you do what you got to do. And I made a, I made a commitment and I just kept going one foot in front of the other and a lot of tears. So what did that look like? Because now we've just gotten a taste vicariously and we'll never really know, but that depth of despair and hopelessness and sadness of loss and grief and loneliness, all of it. But so take us back to that moment, that time when it does feel so heavy and you had mentioned you just take one step and you put it in front of the other, but what does that look like? You know, we just, Paul and I, bless his heart, he covered up all the mirrors in the house and I know. And he just said, you know, we're going to do this. And we locked ourselves down for 10 days Mm. and we did it. We just did it. What does that mean? What did you do? That means that we put out the business plan and I created a magazine. I I decided on a magazine because I'd been a columnist for so many years, but I didn't have a face. So with a magazine, I didn't have to be the face of the business. So you became resourceful. You wanted to share your same message, but you found a different platform that would work for what you were doing at that point. Absolutely. And I didn't want it to be about me. So I Mm. named it Smart Femme because I wanted to cater to the smart girls. Yeah. And femme being feminine, right? Yes. I love that. You can be smart and feminine as it turns out. You can. And the man doesn't have to be the plan. No, he isn't. But what's so beautiful is that a man helped you with your plan. You know, I feel very, very blessed. And we had a conversation about that. And he said, I love the fact that you were smart and you were independent and you weren't looking for a man to take care of you yeah. because I've had to take care of a, you know, a wife before who was like another dependent. He goes, I have two kids. I didn't want another one. And I just went, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I became a true partner. How was that working with someone that you could rely on that could be a true partner as an independent self-reliant woman that you had become accustomed to being in the world? You know what? My grandmother always said, find somebody who gives you roots and wings. And that's what he did. He gave me, he gives me roots and wings. And, you know, my ex would just say, you know, why can't you just be happy being my wife? Mm. And Paul just goes, fly, baby, fly. Oh, you know, that's so cool because we have a predominantly female very empowered, smart demographic of women listeners. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs and a lot of them are single. 
like me, your vibe attraction tribe. I won't be single forever, but a lot of us question, uh, right? No, you of, won't. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And your story is very inspiring for me. And then I know my listeners, I feel like giving shout outs right now to all of them, like, hello. <laughs> but what's so cool about this story is that sometimes I think we battle internally with, can we keep our own light lit you know, and do what we know that we're here to do, but have a man that can embrace that and not be intimidated by it. But instead say, baby, fly, soar, you know, and I dream of that for a man to be my rock. The fact that you found that is so powerful. And the fact that you were able to ease into that and trust in that, especially with all that you had going on, speaks to your character. I mean, what was that like for you to just surrender to trusting in that based on your experience from before? Well, you know, with Paul, it was different. Paul was one of my clients because I was a business consultant. And so we were already, I put his LLC together and he's a software genius. Yes, he owns a jet charter company and is a pilot, but um, he created his first video game at 15. And he asked me to put his LLC together and he created metal testing for like wind turbines. (laughs) You know, so I mean, it's just like, oh my God, you know, this guy's a genius. So when I had spent a fortune on software developers to create SmartFem, the, you know, the mobile magazine for the women on the go, it just wasn't what I wanted. It was clunky and not user-friendly. So I was talking to him about it and, and he says, well, I'll do it. I said, well, good, don't pay me, but you know, just as we started working on it, I realized I wanted him to be a partner because he just really embraced it. And, you know, he was raised by a really strong woman. His parents are from the UK Mm -hmm. and, you know, she ran some hospitals and everything. She always told them, you need to marry somebody who's smart. And he didn't the first time. So she, you know, she just goes, thank God, you know, second time's a charm. But he loves smart women. Clearly. But he, he loves smart women. And his daughter has a 4.0 in engineering. And this was a kid who came to us who barely passed high school. Mm. And we, she'd never worked before, didn't know how to drive. I had to be the mean stepmother and, you know, kind of crack the whip a little bit. And now, you know, she just came over and we had a scary movie night. I mean, you know, <laughs> she's not a stepdaughter. She's my bonus daughter. I love that you just said that. That's so beautiful. I'm hoping too that mom man gives me some bonus kids. It would be so beautiful. So I'm really, truly living vicariously through right now, which means... So are so many of my listeners because you completely reinvented yourself. You had a a breakthrough to chapter two. (laughs) And so what does your life look like now and your movement? Because I know you're on a mission to empower women, to connect women and men, by the way, which I love that you've gone beyond just focusing on females. For example, your Smart Femme Summit coming up in April of 2020, which I'm very, very honored to be one of your speakers. I remember asking you, are women and men going to be attending? You're like, oh, yes. What was your reason behind that? And when did that become an all-inclusive for you in terms of your movement? It was a couple of different reasons. I was raised by a single dad. So I was turning wrenches at seven with my dad, you know, Um, and I have two boys and my middle son, Nicholas, he goes, well, mom, you got two boys. Are you going to start smart, dude? I see. Yes. And I just thought, you know what? And Paul's my partner. I just thought, you know, my dad always told me there is no pink team. There is no blue team. You got to go after what you want. 
And I just thought, you know what? We need our male ambassadors. Yeah. And we need to really come together and work together. And it's a lot more fun that way. I couldn't agree more. And that is the true definition of feminism is absolute equality. And it seems like in the last few years, people have forgotten what that true meaning is. And so I love that you've embraced that. You're embodying that. So what does your business look like today in terms of how it, how it affects the vision of your movement? You know, it has evolved. I started a second magazine, which I'm super excited about, <laughs> Smart Femme Success for yes. speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. And I have created the Smart Femme Summit because after I wrote my first book, I realized, oh my God, I'm in shark-infested territories. You know, there's so much bad information out here and I couldn't find what I wanted, so I created it. I love it. And so what was that? I created a summit for authors and speakers because I just realized that, you know, there's a lot of people in my group that had spent $30,000, you know, to get their book out and yep. they never got a book out or they've got a book in their garage, you know, books in their garage. And I realized, you know, 750,000 new books come out every year and most really? people will never sell more than a hundred in their lifetime. So I just thought, you know what? I can help this. Oh my gosh. So please, y'all listening, make sure you mark, what are the dates again? We're going to put it in the show resources anyway, but everyone who's listening, if you are an author or you know there's a book on your heart, if you're a speaker and you're ready to take stages or you already are, you got to be at the summit, not only because I'm very, very honored to be there, but because these are your people and you're going to get the truth and you're going to accelerate your mission and actually get measured results, right? And be on the right track that, that has integrity and ethics. Um, but what are those dates? Yes. April 23rd and 24th. Okay. And it's in Arizona, right? It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you go to smartfemnetwork.com, okay. you can see everything, but we are bringing integrity back to the book and speaking industry. I love it. You know, it reminds me of when I got my first book published. First of all, Amazon didn't even exist. This was 2003. And I went mm -hmm. to Jack Canfield, whom I know you and I both know, and he's been in your magazine. I went to mm -hmm. his business partner, Mark Victor Hansen's summit. Maybe you heard of it. It was called Mega Book Marketing uh -huh. Summit. And that was back yes. then the only thing that was out there that existed. And then it's like, and then nothing until you. So thank you for doing this because <laughs> it's, it's real and it's passion. It's alive. And I think that, listen, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So you come out of there and you link arms, you know, with a few people who are on the same mission as you within a year's time. If you take that inspired action that you learn from the summit, you will have a book out there and you will sell more than a hundred copies and you will be around other people that are just like you and you're lifting the world together. That's it. You know, the more we collaborate and help each other, everybody wins. Uh, There's no agree. competition. People have to stop comparing themselves and they, you know, just have to, you know, we just have to help each other. I love that. There's no competition and there's no comparison. And when we collaborate, we all win. Doesn't that just make you want to take an exhale? It's so true. So we've got all these things. In our 20 minutes of talking, you've talked about books and shows and magazines and a second magazine and a conference and a summit and you're at a summit. I mean, when do you have time for self-care and what does that look like? You know what? A lot of my job is self-care. 
Oh, I love yesterday. I, (laughs) yes, Lexus is one of my sponsors and I shot a TV commercial for them and they had a contest text, test drive, uh, I want to say a Tesla, a Lexus and get a flight for two to Sedona Hmm. with lunch at La Berge. So I flew a couple, a lovely couple up to Sedona yesterday. You flew them yourself. Well, I was co-pilot. Okay, but 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 <laughs> listeners, do you hear that? Like, yes, she has her own plane. <laughs> and she is the pilot oftentimes. It's remarkable. Well, I'm not the pilot, but I can co-pilot. I do not have a license, but I do know how to fly. And I do I am blessed because I have access to jets and planes mm-hmm. and stuff. So I go every chance I get. But it was just we were sitting right next to Oak Creek. The pictures are on Facebook and this couple were just so, they were in love. You know, it was a second marriage for both of them. They were older and they just said, oh my God, we've never been in a private jet before. Mm-hmm. We have never been to such a beautiful place, you know, in Arizona, who knew? And it was just, it, it's one of the top wedding destinations and Lexus just does an amazing job for their customers, but it was so fun. I get to see people do stuff like that. And I get to be a part of it. I love that. You know, what a beautiful thing to say that when your passion and your purpose unite, then that is a dream well lived, like in its life. And so just now when you said, well, my business is my self-care, what I get to do, what you dreamed of and what you manifested, that's your self-care. That's an extraordinary statement. Take us through an average day in your life, Leah. Oh, I wish I could say an average day because there is no average day. Okay, okay. Today. Um, (laughs) Today, I'm at the Vid Summit and I am meeting YouTube stars. There's some LinkedIn people that I'm super excited about. You know, the thing is, I guess what I really learned is I love reinvention. I'm a military brat. We always had to move every two and a half years. So believe it or not, I'm an introvert. You know, this doesn't come naturally for me. Yeah, I'm an introvert. But I get a little bit nervous, you know, meeting new people and everything. But I love it. You know, I love it. And once I do it, it feels like, yes, you know. um, (laughs) That yes did not sound like an introvert's yes. I love it. Um, Well, because I, you know, I learned something and it's so wonderful. There is a YouTube star. He is a plumber out of Dallas, Texas. And we have been friends, Roger Wakefield, and I've been friends for about a year and a half online. And we got to meet for the first time in person here at the Vid Summit. That's so cool. We call that IRL in real life, <laughs> which is like nothing I, I, better, I, I right? so true. Yes. We just did well, that too. You know, you know, people say, and they say this about online dating, you know what? Online allows you to build a relationship and meet so many people in my smart femme group, Facebook group. They've met for, you know, over a year and then they get to meet in person. There's something really special. You build relationships and build bonds. And I saw that you did that with your home pods. Yep. You know, yep. I can't wait to cover that story. That's gonna be fun. Oh, I'm, um, I'm so honored. It really was. We did the same thing. We meet IRL all the time. So I have a couple of different Facebook groups and we'll make sure that we link yours up as well and the show resources. But yeah, we're in all different countries, six continents, and we meet IRL. I'd say a good four to six times a year. 
And when you meet again, it's like coming home because we've all gotten to know each other. We've shared ourselves and our hearts on live video, which feels like you're right there. And I know you really embrace that. By the way, what was that like when you started embracing live video? Because I know you're a live video broadcaster for LinkedIn, which is like you're one of 15 and Oh, I've applied and applied and applied and maybe one day. That's okay. We're going to get you in. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait. Well, I I believe it'll happen eventually. I just want to be one of the first people there because I know first to market is always so important. But um, when I see you go live, I just think, look at you, like you're doing it. It's, I mean, for most people, it's so intimidating in the beginning to do live video and especially even us coming from TV and broadcasting with all of that in our background. What was that process like for you when you embraced it? Well, you know, it's so funny because I started in live television. Yeah, I was too. a correspondent, so it was always live. Yeah, And it was so funny because I interviewed Lisa Guerrero of Inside Edition, and I've been a huge fan of hers, and I was tongue-tied. I got tongue-tied with Jack Canfield because if I'm a super fan, I have no problem with Alice Cooper, Aaron Brockovich, but the people that I think are just rock stars you know, especially Lisa Guerrero, this woman, you know, gets door slammed in her face and, you know, people run away from her and she still keeps going, you know? So I was a little tongue tied. Fortunately, it wasn't live, but I do better on live than I do on tape. Not so much tape. I've been doing it for so long now, but Paul told me, well, you're getting a little lazy because you know, I can edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you just said something really powerful and that's exactly how I feel. And people are blown away when I say this and they oftentimes at first don't believe me. When you said that you feel more comfortable being live than you almost do doing any sort of taped videos, what do you think it is about that? Well, you know, I think that you know that you're live and you know you have to get it right. You know, it's, you got to get it right in the first take. It's so true. And you're more prepared most of the time. You're not winging it. True. And I always say that first part that you just said, you know your life, so you have to figure it out. And that's when I actually just release and surrender. And I say, you know what, download, whatever needs to come through will come through. And the more that I trust that, the more that it works. Mm -hmm. And now like, I can't even do a pre-produced video these days. I suck. It's so terrible. It takes me like a hundred takes. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. (laughs) But if it's live, I can get it in one take. Well, you have to, because it's live. I know, right? Yeah. We'll do a hundred takes when you come into the Smart Femme studio if we have to, because I'm dying to get you on camera. I can't. Well, I'm dying to come on camera. Let's do it, girl. Let's get that scheduled. Now we're going to wrap in a few more minutes, but I would love for you to imagine that you're talking to your freshman and college daughter or a dear friend who is looking for how to take those first steps of action to really get after the impact that they know they're here to make. What would you advise that younger version of you, if you had to look back and and advise her today in 2019? Feel the fear, do it anyway, Mm -hmm. and stay away from anybody that's negative. Okay. You know what, mic drop. We don't even have to ask for more than that. It is so true. You know, people hear all the time when you embrace your uncertainty, your life is made. That's where all the magic and fulfillment is. But the people that are scared to take those first steps, they don't trust in that. But if you can just feel the fear and just move forward, then you start to see, oh, it's not real. It's an illusion. I can do this. I am capable of doing big things. And then you start to take some action and people can make some negative comments. You've got to be aware that that is not serving you, right? Did you find that as you You stepped forward, you let go of certain, quote, friends that weren't serving your highest potential? 
I had to let go of friends and family. And what I mean, I didn't let go of the family. I had to put appropriate boundaries because you know what? The past is the past. I don't live in the past. I never look in the rearview mirror. I'm moving forward. So awesome. And I don't want to judge anybody and I don't want to be judged. You know, I know who my judge and jury is, you know, at the end of my days. Yeah, beautiful. You know, it's so funny and interesting because right around 30, before I was even in this space of being an entrepreneur in the empowerment and transformation world, just coming into my 30s, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to be friends with them anymore, right? Whatever reasons. And then I got into my 40s. And then when I really activated my life in this space, which is deeply vulnerable in the beginning, I'm questioning my own thoughts of you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? All those things that come up to get us at times. And so it was especially important that I just didn't hang around anyone that would possibly have that thought or behind my back say something like that. And so, and I want everyone listening to really hear that, like they've heard it from me a hundred times, all my guests, and now you, the ultimate smart femme queen, right? The, the mega entrepreneur <laughs> with such success and impact and legacy you're already in the, in the making of. Say it again. So please, for the love of God, my beautiful listeners, please listen, take the action despite the fear move forward and clean up your tribe because it's not your tribe if they're bringing you down or if they have any negative comments whatsoever. You want to be around people that are like your husband who have roots and, and just want you yes. to soar. Yeah, that's a good barometer. Roots and wings, baby. Roots, roots and wings. wings. You know what? Maybe that'll be the title of this podcast because that's so cool and it's just so true. And always the truth is like simple, but really profound. Anything additionally that you want to share with our listeners today? They love talks of inspired action from an aligned soul, which is exactly who you are and what your your mission is all about. I would just say connect with your heart. Keep it simple Mm. because our lives are so complicated that the more simple things are, the more people are going to gravitate to you. So true. People always try to complicate and complexity is the enemy of execution, right? You'll just never get it done. Never get it done. And Lord knows you get a lot done. So let's listen to you, the queen of action and results. Keep it simple. (laughs) Feel the fear and do it anyway. Be super aware of your tribe, right? And who lifts you, those wings and roots. That's really cool stuff. Final question I love to ask all of my listeners since I renamed the show Fire and Soul is what does an awakened soul mean to you? You know, an awakened soul for me, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a, I'm a fairy godmother. Mm. I found my real passion and purpose is helping other people oh. follow their dreams. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's what I love to do. Roots and rings with the fairy godmother. <laughs> 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 so beautiful. You know, no wonder you and Patty Aubrey, who's the billion dollar brand builder and partner to Jack Canfield, president of Canfield Enterprises, um, who, by the way, it was recorded on this show, but then we lost the recording. It's the only one ever out of 70 shows. It's hilarious. So she's coming back on, but she's a mentor of mine. We're both in permission granted. Mm-hmm. And uh, as many of my listeners are also in permission granted, but you remind me of each other. And I know that she felt that spark and synergy when she had a chance to meet you in a private jet not too long ago. And I'm not surprised because now that I've had a chance to get under the hood, so to speak, and really get a sense of your heart (laughs) even more, I think it makes sense because Patty also lives to light others up and to connect them and to be that sort of fairy godmother, so to speak. What a beautiful way of living in the world of just always looking of how you can connect people 
you know what? It just makes life worth living. It really mm-hmm. does. When you get to see, I've, you know, I've, I've worked with millennials and we've got to help them make their dreams come true. They all want to go to New York, you know, <laughs> and work, you know, work in New York. And we've made that dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. one of them who Patty met fell in love with, Elizabeth, bless her heart, was a single mom. She was one of four. Her mom was an illegal immigrant. She's the only one of her siblings to graduate from high school. And she came to me because she was a single mom and told me that she wanted to quit school. This was her sophomore year because, you know, her mom got deported Mm -hmm. and it was too hard to be a single mom, go to ASU and work for SmartFem. And I said, go do whatever you got to do, but don't quit school and stay with SmartFem. And she did. She graduated. And now she's started her own business, but she still what? writes for me. Yes. No and she's, way. She's an Instagram queen. But, you know, I've sent her, she thought she wanted to do PR. So I sent her to one of the top PR agencies. And I said, honey, you're going to hate it, but I'm going to send you. And she called me. She goes, I hate it. So she came <laughs> back. And then she says, I think I want to go to the nonprofit world. She did that. And she said, you know, I think I want to be an entrepreneur like you and I want to write for smart fem. I said, welcome back. So, so even sometimes they come back, but I've been able to send several of them to New York and LA and even Austin, Texas. And one of them, you know, I wrote her a letter of recommendation. She got a full ride to NYU for her, her master's. So, so, you know, I really love that. I love I love, love, love seeing these young women turn into amazing, you know, young women. Yeah. And, you know, the mentorship and modeling after someone like yourself who's been through so much and you completely reinvented your life, you know, at the midpoint, some would say, I mean, these days people could live to 120 and still be vital, which I'm sure you're on that path, but how incredible for them to get access to you and for you to really care. And then as it turns out, it's, it's actually real, right? Because it's what truly lights you up the most. That's an awakened soul. I absolutely love it. I think when you live your life in service to others, mm. you know, it's, um, you never have a bad day. <laughs> it's so true. And by the way, just kind of piggyback on that. When I'm having a bad day, and this is just want to share with the listeners too. The first thing that I think of is who can I love on, right? Because if we get into connection, it will be the antidote to our suffering. Do you experience that for yourself? I, I do. I do. And I have just found that, you know what? I don't like feeling bad about me. You know, I would rather focus on someone else and make them happy because you can't, when you're making other people happy, there's no way you can be sad anymore when you think about that. so true. That's powerful. I love that. And that's really what the show is all about. So thank you for embodying the true essence of fire and soul and for coming on, despite the fact that you're at this cool conference um, and taking time out of your schedule to be here. That means a lot to me. And I know my listeners as well. I'm going to make sure that we list all of everything we talked about, your shows, your books, the summit. I hope to see everyone that's listening and meet you in IRL um, at the summit in April because it's going to be epic and it's one of a kind. There's nothing like it. And I'm so grateful for your time, Leah. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. And I can't wait to get you on my show. I'm so excited. I'm going to get you on LinkedIn. Yes. Oh my gosh. When my listeners hear that you did that for me, oh my God, they're going to die because everyone knows that that's like my number one goal. It's like, what? It was my goal all year. 
And I've you applied know, you know three what? times. I, I will, I will make that happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, I'm the live video strategist, I, Facebook headquarters. You know, it's different than LinkedIn. I'm clear, but like they just actually hired me to consult for their fortune 500 CEOs to help them get comfortable on live camera, um, on live video. So it just, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to inspire millions of people to be seen because we're so afraid to be seen and to take off the dreamy filters and the Photoshopping and the perfectly curated everything. And people want it real. You know that you work with a lot of millennials. That's why live video is so intoxicating. It's not going anywhere. I just want to foster and cultivate more genuine connection through social media for business and life and, and community. And, uh, and I really believe that live video has the power to do that if it's done properly and with integrity. And so anyway, if you can help facilitate that, then you will truly be my fairy godmother forever. <laughs> well, I'm in the right place. I know so, you are. <laughs> so um, that is my commitment. I will. I will do everything in my power to help you get that because I think more people should see you. I oh. I love your show. Oh. I, I love your link. Not your LinkedIn live, but yet, but your <laughs> Facebook lives are so powerful. Thank I love you. The one Likewise. you did. The one you did in permission granted was just so oh. epic. Thank you. That, that's where I shared about the wheel of life and how all the, you know, the sections of spirituality and finances and career and friends and health was like, good, like eight, nines and tens. I was like proud. I was like, wow, I've done a lot of work to get to that. But then I looked at significant other, this piece of the pie. Right. And it was like zero. It's like, oh, I'm not even dating. This has to change. So that's going to come in time. I know that for sure. But um, I was very vulnerable and very candid about that in there. And I think that that's what connects us. And you're very vulnerable and you share so beautifully too, by the way. Uh, your you. lives inspire me. And when I see that you're doing lives all the time, I'm like, look at Leah go. Like you're just always sharing from these amazing places, sharing glimpses of your life, which is you living your brand out loud and truly helping people, you know, see what it's like to be doing what you're doing, but I think it gives them some glimpses of hope and possibility and ideas and inspiration. So ditto right back at you. Oh, well, honey, this has been amazing. I'm excited that I get to see you next month I know. in Nashville. It's true. IRL. We, this is like the endless, like, okay, goodbye. No, goodbye. No, really. <laughs> um, but uh, truly thank you again from the bottom of my heart for coming on. I adore you. And I'm so excited to get to know you better. Oh, me too, honey. Have a great one. Likewise. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.